This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome everyone to the next edition of the Wednesday night program, which is going to uh, be an exploration of uh, the newly released uh, Svarim that uh, with the good grace of the Riman Sham just came out and specifically this week is uh, going to be an <coughs> exploration of a very important a segment of the new Sefer, El Akadamer Anini, which I'm very excited to share with you, was <coughs> reprinted just right now, today. It's being reprinted, and I'm going to share with you two new editions of the reprinting and the second edition of the Sefer. But first I would like to uh, begin by thanking the hosts of tonight's event. Um, the Firstly, this uh, program is sponsored by my very dear friend, Rabbi Newman, <coughs> on behalf of the most worthy organization, Chickens for Shabbos. And uh, if anybody would like to participate in uh, being able to have a zechus in this unbelievable tzedakah, please go to chickensforshabbos.com or go to the Yad Eliezer website and you could click on Melamdim Grushos and Agunois. And what's unique and so special about this tzedakah is it literally is supporting Klal Yisrael, because it's allocating tzedakah for Malamdim, for Rabbeim and Yeshivas, for Rabbanim, for, for those who teach Torah to Klal Yisrael. Without our Malamdim, we don't have a nation, we don't have a people, we don't have Klal Yisrael. We know that the Gemara Baba Basra tells us of the Takana Gedoyla, the great enactment of Rabbi Yeshua ben Gamla, that there has to be a Yeshiva in every city. And if not for that Takana, Klal Yisrael, Chas Shalom, we wouldn't be here anymore. We all know, <clears throat> if you don't have the young children, then uh, there's no future for the people. So this Moisad is, uh, there's no overhead, is 100% focused on supporting those members of Klal Yisrael that are teaching Torah to the next generation. So many people have told me that uh, they heard about Chickens for Shabbos and they were so nisragish, uh, they were so moved and they immediately um, wanted to have a share in this suchus. So, Tavay Aleichem Bracha. We thank uh, Rabbi Rabbi Newman for all of his efforts on behalf of Klal Yisrael. And the Yvon Shem should give him continued siyata deshmaya, lezakus esarabim, um, and to bring nachas to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We also want to thank the uh, wonderful organization Chazak, Rav Ilan Meirav, Rav Yaniv Meirav, and my good friend Rabbi Rabbi Eboff, for orchestrating and arranging tonight's event. Ivan Shom should grant them tremendous siyata deshmaya, especially in their endeavors in helping bring Jewish children into yeshivas. So, tonight's um, special event is going to further discuss this Sefer Elaka, <coughs> the Mayor Anini. So I'll tell you a, a little story. Uh, somebody called me the other day, he saw the Sefer in the store, and by the way, the Sefer is available in uh, all the Svarim stores, but uh, an easy way to order it is go to our new website, rabbidg.com, and uh, you could click on the Sefer and get free delivery to anywhere in the United States, and it's also available around the world. There's information there of how to get it in uh, the UK, in Australia, <clears throat> in Eretz Yisrael, and, uh, and so on. Now, so I got a call that... Uh, a gentleman called me, he 
saw the Sefer in a store in Mansi, and he couldn't believe it because he was just thinking about the subject of Rav Meir, and he, he, he was going to give a shear on the topic of Rav Meir Shita, Ben Kach, Ben Kach, Banim, that we are always considered the children of Hashem. And he was reading it, and he really enjoyed it, and he shared with me a ha'ara that I was not aware of, and I was able to put it already in the second printing. Um, so, in Parak Bays of the Sefer on Alakadur uh, de Meir Anini, we go through the Indian that <coughs> even though in general the Gemara in Ervin says we don't paskin like Rav Meir because his shita, his opinions, his das is so deep, we can't really understand it. That is the principle in the Gemara in <coughs> Ervin. Nevertheless, there is one exception to the rule. And the Rajba tells us that when it comes to this particular machlekes, we paskin, in fact, like Rav Meir. So even though the Gemara says in Erevin Yud Gimel Amad Beis, Lo Yardu Chachamim L'Soif Daitoi, the Rajba writes in two Teshuvahs, in Simen Kav Tzadid Alin, in Simen Reish Beis, that when it comes to <coughs> this machlekes, Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda, the Rameyers of the opinion, we always are considered the children of Hashem. Rabbi Yehuda says when we don't do the will of Hashem, we're not considered Hashem's children. But Rameyer holds, Ben kach, ben kach, bonim. Regarding this machloikis, the Rajva says, this is the exception to the rule. <clears throat> and when it comes to this machloikis, we paskin, Ben kach, u ben kach, bonim. Now, uh, this gentleman told me his name was uh, Rabbi Wolfson, and he says he saw in a sefer that Rav Moshe of Kubrin says, "Mitzvah lachzar acharav." It is a mitzvah to <coughs> it is a mitzvah to um, review this halachic ruling that we always paskin like Rameir, that we always paskin like Rameir, that we always paskin like Rameir. So aside from all the other mitzvahs that we're accomplishing tonight through this year of Talmud Torah Barabim and Hachzakas Tzedakah, we're also being Mekayim, the Indian, of reviewing this Psak Halacha, that it's a mitzvah to review again and again and again, that the Halacha is like Rabbi Meir. Now, in this week's Parsha, because I'm going to share with you now a little bit from Perak Yud Aleph of the New Sefer, which is an exploration of the incident that happens in the beginning of this week's Parsha, where Yaakov Avinu is about to encounter Esav, and the Pasuk says, Vayira Yaakov Ma'oid. Yaakov was very scared. Vayetzerlai, and he was distressed. <clears throat> so Rashi says, What was Yaakov so scared of? What was he distressed over? Says Rashi, He was scared. Shema Yehareg. He was afraid that he might get killed. He was afraid Esav might kill him. And Vayetzerlai, he was distressed. Im Yaharoiku Esacherim, he was distressed. If <coughs> he would kill others. Okay? So Yaakov was afraid lest he be killed, and he was distressed lest he, ha- lest he have to kill others. <coughs> and Mizrahi, one of the classic commentaries on Rashi, asks, Why was Yaakov, I understand he was afraid that he would be killed, but why would he be distressed lest he kill others? Who exactly are these others he would have to kill? Esav. Yeah, but Esav's coming to kill him. And we all know. The rule in the Gemara in Baba Kama, Someone's coming to kill you. You're allowed to save your own skin and you kill them first. He's a, he's a roidef. So why was Yaakov Avinu afraid lest he kill Esav? 
But he would be allowed to kill Esav. He would be licensed to kill Esav. He would have to kill Esav. Esav is coming to kill him. That is the kasha of the Mizrahi. And the Mizrahi is forced to answer that what it means is he was afraid if he would have to kill Esav, even though that would be permitted, Yitzchak would hear about it. And Yitzchak loves Esav. And Yitzchak might curse him. So Yaakov was afraid if he would have to come to kill Esav because he didn't want to have to uh, incur the klala of his father. But still, this is a very important question that we have to deal with. Why exactly is Yaakov afraid that he might have to kill Esav? It's interesting, Rabbi Shuleib Diskin answers this question, and I recently saw the same answer in the Sefer Ben Ben La'ashri of the Tzaddik of Ranana. The... uh, these Gedolim say that we know that Rivka told Yaakov, you need to run out of here until your brother's wrath subsides. Lama eshkal gam shnechem Why should I be bereft of you on the same day? Says Rashi, that Rivka had some kind of tradition and prophecy that both of her sons would die on the same day. So therefore, says the Maril uh, Diskin, that Yaakov was not really afraid he would have to kill Esav. That was not a real fear inherently, because he would be allowed to kill Esav. He was afraid what killing Esav would mean. Since there's a prophecy that on the same day Esav would die, he would die, as in fact that's what happened. The day of Yaakov's burial, Esav was killed. So Yaakov was afraid it would bring his own demise to have to kill Esav. But again, this is still a question we would like to investigate. What exactly is Yaakov Avinu scared of? The Maral asks an additional question. Why does Rashi refer to Esav as Achiram? He should say, Shema Yarog Esav. He might have to kill Esav. Why does he say, Shema Yarog Achiram? Now, in order to fully understand this issue, we have to go back to uh, a famous incident brought in the Gemara and Gittin on Daf Nun Vav, the introduction, <coughs> the incident that is an introduction to uh, the Churban Mesa Mikdash. The Gemara tells us that, that the first Roman general that was sent to attack Yerushalayim was someone by the name of Nero Caesar. Neron Caesar. And he uh, heads toward Yerushalayim to destroy Yerushalayim. And he encounters a young child, and he tells the young child, could you please uh, tell me your Pasuk? Tell me what Pasuk you're learning. And uh, the child told him the Pasuk, that Hashem is going to allow Edom to destroy the Temple, but Hashem is going to wipe his hands with Edom. And Nero and Kesar said, what? God wants me to carry out his dirty work, and then he's going to wipe his hands with me? And the Gemara says, Arak, Nero and Kesar fled, the Azal, and he left, the Agayer, and he converted, and Rameir came from him. Amazing! <laughs> Rameir came from Neron Caesar, the Roman Caesar. So, moreover, the Ramami Pano, one of the great Italian Mikubalim, writes in Gogule Nishamais, not only did Rameir come from Neron Caesar, but Rameir was the Tikkun of Neron Caesar. By the way, the Ramami Pano says, Neron Caesar was a Gilgal of Samala Mimasreka. <clears throat> because anybody who hears his uh, voice, he cries out from his achzorias. But be it as it may, according to Ramami Pano, 
Rameir was, so to speak, a spark, a Gilgal of Niron Kezar. In fact, uh, I have a, my dear friend, Rabbi Fal Ansel of France, he uh, has brought out a very beautiful remez from here, because the Gemara tells us, <clears throat> on the Pasuk, who could bring someone pure for someone impure? Who darshins this Pasuk? Says the Gemara, it is Reb Meir. Reb Meir is a man to Amar. Dam nekar v'nasa chalav divir Reb Meir. My time of Reb Meir. Miyitin tahar mitame. Why was Reb Meir the one who understood this drasha? Miyitin tahar mitame. Because Reb Meir saw in his own existence, in his own reality, that here he is a great Tana and he emanated from Niron Kezar. So the first thing we need to know is Reb Meir descended from Niron Kezar. Meaning, Rameir came from Esav. I once came across, and now I'm reading to you now on page Ayin Ches from a footnote, footnote Ayin Ches. I once came across a, an, an incredible uh, comment of the Abar Benel. The Abar Benel is commenting on the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Da'aflamet Tesla Beis. Ephraim Maksha'a, the student of Rameir, said, Oivadya was a ger from Edom. He was an Edomite ger. And he grew up among two Rishon, Ahav and Izevel, and he still converted. And Esav, who was uh, from Edom, he grew up among two Tzadikim, and he still remained bad. But it's interesting, who is saying the tradition that Ovadia came from Edom? The Gemara says, Rebbe Ephraim, the student of Rameir. Says Abar Benel, only a student of Rameir could know such a thing, because Rameir himself came from Edom. So what we're learning is, Rameir came from Edom, Rameir came from Esav. In fact, now we come to another uh, amazing episode in the end of Masech the Hoiriyos. The Gemara says at the end of Hoiriyos, that Rav Shem was the Nasi, and Rav Meir was the Chacham, and Rav Nasan was the Avbezdin, and Rav Shem Gamliel did not like the fact that people in the, in the Beis HaMedrash stood up not only for him, the Nasi, but for Rav Meir and Rav Nasan as well. So one day when Rav Meir and Rav Nasan were not around, Rav Shem Gamliel made a Takana, that from now on, you only stand up for me, and for everyone else you give a little, you know, a little shakal. So Rav Meir and Rav Nasan come into the Beis HaMedrash, and they don't like what they see. They're not getting the kavo that they deserve. And they realize this was precipitated by Rav Shem Gamliel. So they wanted to put Rav Shem Gamliel into, in, in his place. They felt he acted inappropriately. And they knew that Rav Shem Gamliel's weak point in learning was Masechta Uktsin. So they said, we have a great idea. We're going to ask him to say Shir Masechta Uktsin. And we know that Mi Yimalel Gevurais Hashem Yashmiya Kol Tehilasai. Then only someone who knows Kala Tarakula is allowed to give a public drasha. We're going to say, Nu Zagib Iber, say over, say Abyssal, say a little bit from Uksin, and he's not going to know, and we'll demote him. Somebody overheard this plan by the name of Rabbi Yaakov Karshi, and he started saying over Uksin very loudly, and Rabbi Shungam Leo started to pay attention. He realized maybe he needs to know this. And the next day, when they asked him to say over Uksin, he was well prepared. But he realized that what they were trying to do, and he threw them out of the base medrash. Moreover, they said, from now on, we don't say Torah over in their name. They said, if you're going to say Torah from Rabnasan, you're going to call him Yesh Oimrim. 
And if you're going to say Taira from Rameyer, you're going to call him Achirim. So Rameyer had another name. His name was Achirim. And therefore, the Darshe Rishumais, the Darshanim, say the deeper meaning of Rashi. When Rashi says that Yaakov Avinu was afraid he would kill Achirim, you know who says this pshat? The Sefer Peninim Yikarim. The Sefer Paradis Yosef. The Mayana Shel The Zichrain Shmuel. The Imre Noyam. Even in the uh, new Lomdash Sefer, the Chavatzelas Hasharon, he says, Ubebei Midrasha Irvach Levair. That this pshat is already in the Bati Midrashim. The Kleisenberger Rebbe writes in this week's parsha that Ha'olam Mefarshim, the whole world says over this pshat. You know what it means? Yaakov Avinu was afraid Shema Yarog Achirim. It doesn't mean he was afraid he was going to kill Esav. He was afraid that if he's going to kill Esav, he's going to kill who's going to come out of Esav. Who's going to come out of Esav? Achirim! Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir is called Achirim. In fact, the Kleisenberger Rebbe brings from the Sefer Pnei Moshe. And we even bring this on Parag Zayin from the, from the Munkacher. This is what it means. Da'aga belev ish yesichena la'achirim. It says in Mishlei Parag Yud Be'ez Chaf when you have worry in your heart, you should say it over. It helps relieve the pressure. The Gemara brings an opinion. Yesichena tuhu la'achirim. Tell it to others. So literally it means when you're worried about something, you have to speak about it to others. It helps relieve it. But you know who the Achirim the Gemara is referring to? Tell it to Rav Meir. As we know, we are always mispalel and we give tzedakah. So this is a good opportunity. You could give money to chickens for Shabbos and be mechavein. You're giving it. Le'ilay nishmas, Rav Meir balanas. It's an amazing zuchos. We always do mitzvahs, zuchos, Rav Meir, especially the mitzvah of tzedakah. So, that da'aga balavish, yisichenal achem, refers to Rav Meir. What Yaakov Avinu was afraid of was not that he, he was afraid he was going to kill Esav, but he was afraid that he was going to kill Rabbi Meir. Because without Esav, there will never be a Rav Meir, as Rav Meir came from Niron Kesar, who came from Edom. Now, according to this, Rav Eliyahu Ha'itamri, the Baal Shevet Musar, he wrote a commentary on Pirkei de Rebelezer called Veloi Oid Ella. And in Perak Memdalid, the Pirkei de Rebelezer says that God told the Jewish people, Zachar Remember what Amalek did to you. Never forget what Amalek did to you. And the Medrash says, Klal Yisrael forgot to kill Amalek when they entered Eretz Yisrael, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not forget and the Baal Sheva Moser wonders, what does it mean Klal Yisrael forgot to kill Amalek? How could they forget? Don't they say every year, Zachar Esa Asher Asel Amalek? God told them, that don't forget. How would a Jew ever forget? This is something we have to remember at least once a year. According to the Magad Avram, we remember it every single day when we say in Ahavarabah, L'Shimcha HaGadol, one should be mechavein to wipe out the Amalek who, who makes God's name deficient. So how could Klal Yisrael forget to wipe out Amalek? Says the Sheven Musar. What it means they forgot is they allowed the matter to go by the wayside. They didn't pay attention to Mikayimit because they were afraid that Rav Meir did not yet come out of Amalek. 
come out of Esav. So they are a Messiah Hadas from being Mekayim, the Mitzvah Mechias Amalek, until Hashem said, okay, now, you got to do it now. You know, no more uh, waiting around. No more excuses. But Kal Yisrael delayed. They forgot, meaning they were Mesiach Das from the Mitzvah, in order to ensure that Rameir would, in fact, come out of Amalek. In fact, um, in Sefer Shmuel Ale Perk Tezvav Gimel, Shmuel commanded Shaul to wipe out Amalek, but Shaul did not listen to Hashem. He was Choymel an Agag. The question is, how could Shaul HaMelech, that he was Mishichmoi Ulamala Gavayim Mikolaam, he was a tzaddik, he never made a mistake, how come he didn't destroy Amalek? So I heard from my dear friend, and I just spoke with him, and I told him that I, I, I quoted him in the Sefer, my good friend, Rav Chaim David Doiv Ben Shushan, no, Rav Duvi Shushan, Rav Duvi Shushan, Rav Duvi Ben Shushan, suggests, that maybe the reason why Shaul had Rachmanus on Amalek is he wanted to make sure that Rameir would come out. After all, Rameir is so critical for the Jewish people because he is the one who establishes and is koiveya the halacha, that no matter what we do, we are always the children of Hashem. In fact, Rav Duvi wanted to add that the Lashen in the um, Haftarah of Parsha Zachar is Ki chatas kes Mary. Mary is Oisios Mayor. This is a remez to that this was not a good cheshbon of yours to allow Amalek to hang around so that Rav Mayor could come out. But I would like to add that what does, when Shaul was confronted by Shmuel, why didn't you wipe out Amalek? Listen to what Shmuel says. He says, Me? I didn't fulfill the Torah. Hakimoisi es devar Hashem. I upheld the word of God. I don't understand. The Navi told you to do a job. So you don't do the job, that's a halvatsar, that's one thing. But you want to say, Haki Hashem? You upheld the word of Hashem? However, according to what we're learning, according to this chidosh, that Shaul was afraid to wipe out Rameir. So he said, No, I didn't violate the word of Hashem. I'm upholding the Torah, as the Chidah tells us, that the principle that we are the children of Hashem is Pinas Yikras Yesoid Musa La'adas Yisrael Mimitzah V'yarhina is the cornerstone principle of the whole Torah, as we mentioned. It's printed right here on the, this is called the four zets of the Sefer, the opening page of the Sefer, the interior, inside of the Sefer, that the cornerstone principle of the whole Torah is the teaching of Rameir, that we are always the children of Hashem. So Shaul says, I didn't violate the word of Hashem. Haki Moisius Devar Hashem. I upheld the word of Hashem. Now, let's see if we could quickly add two very important points. Number one, why Davka at this juncture, at this critical moment in Jewish history when Yaakov is encountering Esav, is Yaakov so concerned now for the opinion of Rameir, to preserve Rameir, not to kill Rameir? Why is it that Yaakov is afraid at this juncture, Shema Yarog Acherem? So, what we'd like to suggest is uh, something we discuss in the Sefer, in Perak Yerbez, on page Peches, quoting two Rambans in this week's Parsha. The Ramban says, we know there's a famous principle, Masei Avay Simen that whatever happens to our forefathers, portends uh, what will happen to their progeny and the Jewish people, and that's us. And the Ramban says, in his Hakdama to this week's Parsha, as well as the Ramban continues, that 
the purpose of Parshas Vayishlach is to teach that Kadosh Baruch Hu saved his, his servant Yaakov and redeemed him from someone mightier than him. And this parsha says Ramban, Yesh Remez Ladoirois, whatever happened to Yaakov Avinu with Esav will always occur to us with the Bnei Esav. And we need to follow the manner with which Yaakov encountered Esav in our preparation for dealing with Esav. Namely, we always have to pray, we have to provide gifts if necessary, and uh, melchama if it comes down to it. But this parsha, the Ramban says, is the Maiseavah Simon Labanim for the history of the Jewish people and their encounters with Esav. And the Ramban continues that whenever the, the uh, Amoram had dealings with Rome, they would always learn this parsha first because this is the parsha of Golos. This, the Ramban says, Shazu Parsha's Golos. So this, epi- this uh, encounter of Yaakov with Esav portends the, the time of Chorben and Golos for, for Klal Yisrael. In fact, Rabbi Chanan Wasserman writes that not only does this uh, encounter of Yaakov and Esav portend to the time of Golos, but it specifically refers to our times, the times preceding the coming of the Mashiach, Ikvasa the Mashiach. And this Rabbi Chanan quotes from the Gra, Rabbi Chanan in the Kavitz Mamaram page, Pezayin. He quotes from the Gra that the manner in which Yaakov presented his family to Esav is the state of the Jewish, the state the Jewish people will be in before the coming of Mashiach. Namely, first Yaakov put the Shvachos and their Yaldehen, Bilan and Zilpah and their children. That refers to the Erev Rav, who will be leading Klal Yisrael in the end of days, where Klal Yisrael will not be, have the strength of leadership of Gedol Yisrael that they once had. Instead, the, the strong uh, Jewish power will lay in the hands of the Erev Rav. Followed by Leah Viladeha. Leah Viladeha refers to the Hamoinam, who are uh, sort of under the auspices and the domain of the Erev Rav. And finally, Rachel and Yosef last, that represents on the end of days the Tamid Chachamim will be on the lowest of Madregos. Now, Rabbi Isai, we know, and we learned from the Sefer Emes Yaakov, and we discussed this in our first year on the Sefer, that in the end of days, when God wants to bring redemption to the Jewish people, it's going to be very difficult for the Rebbein to say that we have merit that the Goyim don't have. We pointed out, even, even the fact that we give tzedakah, it's questionable how tzedakah could be a merit to us unless the Rebbein could say that, you know why tzedakah is a merit for the Jewish people? Because they're not supporting poor people who are my avadim, who are my servants, they're supporting my children. And even though I decree that they shouldn't have money, but since they're my beloved children, it's okay that they're contravening my decree. But in essence, the Sefer Emes Yaakov writes, that in the end of days, when God wants to redeem the Jewish people, and all the accusers say, but they're not any better than the nations of the world, the only response Rebun Shalom has is, Shitas Rav Meir, that doesn't matter that they're not better. They're my kinderlach, they're my children. I love them no matter what. They're mine. They're banim atem l'ashem aleikechem. It is only the shita of Reb Meir that is going to bail us out, be'ikvesad Mashiach. And therefore we'd like to suggest that since this week's parasha is the Masayavoy simil 
of the time of Golos, a time that we're in exile, when maybe we don't have merit. It's a portent, it's a Masa'ava Simulabanim, to the time where the Yibbam Sham, where it immediately precedes the coming of Mashiach. And more than anything else, what is needed to bring Mashiach is the great opinion and sheet of Rameir that a Jew and the Jewish people are always the beloved children of Hashem. It is specifically at this interval that Yaakov Avinu was so afraid, Shema Yaragacherim, lest we lose the great merit of the Tana Rameir, which is crucial and critical in bringing the Mashiach and, uh, and, and protecting us in the times of Golos. We would also like to suggest an amazing chidosh, which is really a gift from heaven. That, that is why the Gemara brings the story of Neron Kezar, who came to destroy the Temple, as the introduction to the Churban Beis HaMikdash and the eventual Churban brought about by Vespasian, Aspasianus, and Titus. Why does the Gemara give us the introduction that Neron Kezar tried and he ran away and Rameir came out? I would like to suggest that this is the introduction to the Chorben, because Riban Shem always creates the refuah before the Makkah, the remedy before the wound. So therefore, as the preparation, therefore, as the, the healing, the remedy before the Makkah of the Chorben, the Riban Shem says, yes, I'm going to have to bring the Chorben, but I always prepare the key ingredient for Geula, namely, Niron Kezar is going to run away, and who's going to come from him? Rameir, who will shine the way and pave the way for the ultimate coming of Mashiach. Now, let us um, add two very brief chidushim, and then I'm going to wish you a beautiful evening. And that is, we bring, <coughs> we bring in Parak Gimel of the Sefer. That even though we know Rameir is famous for Hashita, the Benkach of Benkach, Nekram Banim, that we are always considered the children of Hashem, and Rameir therefore... Uh, Reasonably, would, we would expect Rameir to say that a Jew could always do tshuva and a Jew could always return. There are two Gemaras in Shas that seem to contradict this. First of all, the famous Gemara in Masech Brachis, that there were bandits in the neighborhood of Rameir, and Rameir davened that they should die, because it says, Yitamu chatoim in Aretz, sinners should vanish from the world. And his wife, Bruria, said, no, 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 it doesn't say sinners, sin should vanish. Daven that the sin should disappear. And Bruria Davin that they should do tshuva, and uh, they did tshuva. Wait a second. If Rameir is subscribes to the notion that we are always the beloved children of Hashem, then why, why didn't he Davin that they should do tshuva? He Davin that they should die. Why was Rameir being so harsh on them? Furthermore, furthermore, there's another Gemara in Avazar Dav Zayin that Amiha Aretz. Rameir is very strict on the Amiyaretz. The Rameir basically is of the opinion that if they uh, fall into a pit, uh, or a gazlanim, if they fall into a pit, they can't do tshuva. And we don't accept their tshuva. Rabbi Huda says if they do tshuva publicly, we'll accept it. But in general, if they do a private tshuva, it's not, it's, it's not acceptable. But publicly it is. Other Tanam are more accepting. Reb Shimon and Rabbi Shua says, Ben kachum, ben kach and Rameir says, we don't accept their tshuva. And the Ben Yehoyada asks, wait a second, this is Rameir, doesn't Rameir hold, Ben kachum, ben kach banim? So it's a stira. So it's interesting. If you look in Perkei Avais, who is the Tana that says, we are the children of Hashem? 
רבי עקיבא. רבי עקיבא אומר, חביב אדם שנברא בצלם, חביבין ישראל שנקראו בנם למקר. If you look in Avais the Rav Nasan, Parak Lamates, who is the man the Amar that says, we are the children of Hashem? Rav Meir. So it's a stira. Is it Rabbi Kiva Shita, or is it Rav Meir Shita? The Sefer Nachale Devash wants to suggest that originally Rav Meir did not subscribe to the notion that we are always Banim Lamakai. No. He was very strict. He says, we don't accept the tshuva of Gazlanim, of Ami Aretz. Bruria, his wife, taught it to him. Bruria says it doesn't say Yitamu Chaitim, it says Yitamu Chataim. In other words, yes, Rav Meir is the great Mara uh, de Shmaitza. It is Rav Meir's worldview that we are always a chosen Hashem, but it was not always his worldview. He didn't always subscribe to this Shita. He learned it from his wife. His wife taught it to him. And we would like to suggest that the Gemaras that say that Rav Meir says you can't do Tshuva, Amiyaretz can't do tshuva, Gazlanim can't do tshuva. That's before Bruria taught him Yitamu Chatoim in Aretz. That only sin has to vanish, not the sinners, but we are all the children of Hashem. After Bruria taught him to daven for people to do tshuva, Rameir now subscribes to the Shita that we are always Banim Lamakam. So while in Perkei Avos, Rabbi Akiva says, Chavivin Yisrael Shenikro Banim, in Avos Rab Nasan, after Rameir was Mekabel from Bruria, so Rameir also subscribes to the Shita. So, I want to share with you something amazing. In the writings of the Arizal and Rav Chaim Vital, they bring that where did Bruria come from? Bruria was the daughter of Rabbi Hanina ben Tradion. Where does Rabbi Hanina ben Tradion come from? Watch this. Hang on to your socks. Says the Holy Arizal. In this week's parsha, we know Shechem ben Chamar wanted to marry Dina, and Chamar said, "Okay, you want to marry Dina." Um, the deal that the Bnei Yaakov made with them is that everyone's going to have to have a mila. So, he, so Shechem goes to the so Chamar goes to the people, and he says, "Come on, why don't you come here? These people are at peace with us." The land is very expensive. Rachavas, the Rachaim HaKadosh brings from the Arizal. Rachavas is Rosh Hashanah. Rebbe Chanina ben Tradyoin. Rebbe Chanina ben Tradyoin was, so to speak, trapped in Shechem. And when Shechem lived with Dina, it released Rabbi Hanina ben Tradyoin. This encounter of Yaakov with Shechem released the neshama of Rabbi Hanina ben Tradyoin. So we could suggest that since Parshas Vayishlach is the parsha that portends to Golos and the Ikvasa de Meshicha, and Yaakov is so afraid, he needs to preserve Reb Meir for the end of days, because Reb Meir is of the opinion that no matter what, we are always the children of Hashem, and therefore the Rosh has to redeem us, but Yaakov Avinu says, wait a second, this is not Reb Meir's inherent shita, he only got it from Bruria. Where does this Bruria come from? Reb Chanim and Tranyon. So Yaakov says, quick, let's, let's release, let's free, let's allow Rabbi Hanina ben Tradion to be freed from the klipa of Shechem. In this way, Bruria could come and influence Rameir that ben kach u ben kach banim. Or we could suggest, based on Rabbi Shamshim Yashapoli, that who else was in Shechem? Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Shamshim Yashapoli says Rabbi Akiva was a, a spark of Shechem. That's why Rabbi Akiva says when I, I was in Amarath, I would bite a tamachav like a chamor. Shechem ben chamor. And we mentioned that uh, there, there's another approach that 
Rav Meir, where did Rav Meir get his shita that we are always children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? He learned it from Rabbi Akiva, as we find in Perkei Ovis. Rabbi Akiva is the Baal HaMemra, that we are always Banim Tashem. In fact, the Binyan Yehoshua on Ovis Rav Nassim says that after Rabbi Akiva said we are always Banim Lamakim, Rabbi, Rabbi Meir, his student, adopted it from him, and that's why in Ovis Rav Nassim, it's Rav Meir says we are always Banim Lamakim. So, Rav Meir got from Rabbi Akiva, which is also another reason why Yaakov Avinu needs to release either Rabbi ben Tradya, and from him came Bruria, who taught Rameh Rabban Lamakam, or to release the, the holy spark of the Tana, uh, Rabbi Akiva, who gave over to Rameh the notion that Bonim Atem Lashem Lekechem. So here it is, it's Parshas Vayishlach, and you're reading Yaakov Avinu was af- afraid that he might kill Esav, but uncovering beneath the surface, there is such depth and neflois and wonders in the Torah. The Yaakov Avinu was not just trying to release the holy soul of... Um, uh, Yaakov Avinu was not just trying to make sure that he wouldn't kill Esav, but he was trying to preserve the holy Tanah Meir for the end of days, so that in our times, in the times that we live in, and when we're, when we're struggling, and we need a zechus for the Yom to save us and redeem us, so of course... We thank Rabbi Newman and Chickens for Shabbos that we have that great tzuchus of tzedakah. As the Medrash says, in the end of days, we're going to be redeemed in the merit of tzedakah. But, it's only because Reb Meir holds that we are always banim la'makayim. That is what allows, that is what allows us to um, be zoichan eligible for the final redemption. Because as we mentioned, that it is only in the merit of Rameir that we're able to give tzedakah, we're able to give to chickens for Shabbos. Does the Ranisham consider our tzedakah a merit? And I thank you everyone for listening. And again, we can, uh, can obtain this safer, Elokad Meir Anini, in uh, better bookstores everywhere. It's in uh, almost all the Swarm stores. As well, you could go to TorahAnyTime.com, go to the speakers, go to Gladstein, and there's a link there to order the Sefer, or please go to our new website, RabbiDG.com, where you could order the Sefer for, with free shipping. And I thank Chazak for hosting, and I thank Chickens for Shabbos. If you want to contribute, ChickensForShabbos.com. Wishing everyone, Brach Aneni. Thank you so much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.